While we believe the information in this broadcast is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level of skill or ability. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a quarterly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation. Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. Rick Durkee with Leslie Haywood and Eric Cox on Beyond the Business. Good morning. How are both of you? Doing good this morning. Thank you, Low Country, for sharing your morning with us. Oh, and make sure that to continue the conversation beyond the show, go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and at Twitter, BTBCHS. And remember, Beyond the Business is about people you know and stories you don't. Eric, good morning. Great Saturday morning to you, Low Country. Welcome to the middle of June. Hard to believe we are here. Uh, moving through the summer pretty quickly, actually. So um, what a great show we had last week. Excited to have another uh, follow-up, the second half of our show with Dr. Jim Watson, who is the president and founder of Growth Strategies International, as well as a technology commercialization consultant with the SBDC here in the Low Country. So, uh, Jim, first of all, welcome back, and thanks for your time last week and actually showing up again to do this again this week. Thank you, Eric. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, sometimes we've run people off, but uh, we're glad to see you come back, Jim. We appreciate that. And how I like to always start off the show, as Eric does, too, is with an introduction and an adjective for our hosts. We're all entrepreneurs, so I'm going to call us all entrepreneurial today. How's that sound? Leslie, you had an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial adventure uh, with uh, Shark Tank. Yes, yes, yes. Grill Charms, that was my in- invention. So thank you for bringing that up. That was a, that was a good time. And um, now, Jim, I want to give people a quick recap, though, for those that missed you last week. Um, first of all, what is Growth Strategies International? Just a quick, maybe, you know, 30 seconds. We're going to really dive into it. But just uh, what is what is your company? <clears throat> okay, so uh, I retired as Chief Technology Officer of BAE Systems in New York, and we had a vacation home here. We moved here, and I, when we started Growth Strategies International, which is a partnership of myself and my wife, and we do technology management uh, consulting. Uh, I have contracts with the Air Force, the Navy, with Boeing, with the University of South Carolina, Montana State University. Partner in life and in business. That's right. that's an interesting combo. That might be something later in the show we have to dive into as well about the dynamics of uh, you know having that dual partnership. Now, Jim, you shared with us your background, your family background, some of your uh, people that influenced you. You mentioned your dad when you were growing up, that he was a World War II uh, pilot in a plane or a, a navigator. Air, navigator. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so you ended up in engineering and also in uh, avionics. Mm-hmm. Um, but today what we want to find out is more about some of those success stories that you've had. Some of the things, the people that you've helped. You've been a mentor to many, and currently you work at the SBDC here. 
SBDC here in Charleston, which is uh, sponsored by the University of South Carolina, I believe? It is, right. Okay. Yep. So the, the Small Business Development Center is uh, is a, a program that's uh, uh, jointly funded by the federal government, overseen by the Small Business Administration, and by the state government. We're, we're employees of the University of South, South Carolina, and we provide uh, free services to entrepreneurs wanting to start a business, people who already have a business that want to grow their business. Uh, we have uh, uh, an office on uh, 6296 Rivers Avenue in North Charleston, another office at the Citadel. And we have uh, our our consultants are specialists in different areas such as um, financing, manufacturing, export control, government contracting, marketing. Uh, my expertise is technology commercialization, bringing a new idea or concept through design, development, manufacturing, and mark, marketing the product and finding financing to do so. Now, the best thing about your services are they're, they're free. free. They're free. You can't be that. And so how right. would somebody find out more about that? Is there online information? Do you have classes coming up? Sure. Is there a phone number people yeah, can we call? Have, we have work, workshops just about every every month on different different topics. You can go to our website. It's Charleston SBDC for Small Business Development Center dot com. And our phone number is eight four three seven four zero six one six zero. Okay. All right. So I want to get into basically the birth of Growth Strategies International. How did that come about? And I know your partners with your wife and and let's let's kind of bring people up to speed as to where you are now and we'll get into some of the philosophies and stuff of of your business. Okay, uh, well, um, I spent most of my career in aerospace and defense, uh, designing aircraft electronic systems and developing new products, uh, 20 years at, as uh, Director of Engineering, Program Management, and Business Development at, at uh, Boeing when it was McDonnell Douglas and uh, GE Aviation when it was Smith Aerospace. Um, and then I was I went to work as chief technology officer for BAE Systems. I had 14 product lines, uh, seven plants across the U.S. and Europe, uh, 600 engineers, and a budget of 70 million dollars a year. Where we developed new products and we took them to market, and uh, uh, some were were military and some were commercial pro- pro- products. Uh, uh, so uh, I learned a lot uh, about product development uh, through my experience in, in corporate but also by starting my own businesses. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about ProLink. So uh, I was an engineer at, at Boeing, and we were working on the guidance system for the Tomahawk Cruise Missile Program. And the, this was uh, in the early 90s, the GPS uh, constellation. The Air Force was, was just getting it operational with uh, 30 satellites in geosynchronous orbit. And myself and another engineer... Uh, said, well, there's got to be some use for this GPS besides uh, Tomahawk Cruise Missile. And so we're, we play golf every weekend, so we decided, well, let's build a system that, that works on the, on the golf course so we can tell our distance between where we are and where, and where the hole is, and we could, we could have a better idea of what, what club to use, how to play our shot. And so we designed a system for uh, GPS golf, golf course man- management. And uh, uh, it was kind of like a toy, but we said, maybe we can make a business out of this. And so we took it to the golf courses, and the golf courses said, well, what, what good is it? Okay, now I was just finishing my M- MBA, and uh, I, 
I was learning about value propositions, okay? So we had we had a solution, but we, we didn't know what the problem was that we were trying to solve, okay? So we did some research and found out that with resort courses, the biggest problem is speed of play. They want to try to get through many players as they can, and people who are tourists, they don't know the way the course is laid out, what the distance is between uh, where they are and, and where they have to shoot, if it's a dog leg right or left, and they, they, they need situational awareness. So we, we uh, based on that hypothesis that we could increase the speed of play, we convinced the course to let us put a couple carts out there and run some, some time time studies, and we were able to show a 10 to 15% increase in speed of play by using the G- GPS system on resort courses, not country clubs, because they, 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 know, they know the course. So now we had a value proposition that we're, we're going to increase your, your revenue, and the golf courses were interested. We've been talking to 10 courses now, and that they all wanted to buy the system. Well, it was we had a retrofit 80 golf carts and plus put in a base station so that all the carts would transmit back their position to the base station so the, the pro shop would see where all the carts are. That way they could manage where the rangers go. Um, it, it was going to cost, with a little bit of profit, $100,000 a course. Well, typical resort course has about a $50,000 capital budget a year, and there's no way they're <laughs> going to be able to, to afford that, or even you know even if they're going to make 10 to 15% more revenue. So we had a value proposition, but we didn't have a business model. Mm-hmm. So we went back to the drawing board and said, well, what if we lease it out? At two dollars a round, these typical courses uh, back then were charging fifty dollars a round, just round numbers. Charge fifty-two dollars a round, which is only a fraction of the extra revenue that that you're going to be making by getting more players through. And within a couple of weeks, two weeks, we had we had ten ten orders signed. So the problem was now we needed at least a million dollars of capital to get into production. Mm-hmm. So. I just finished my MBA, and I've been working on a business plan. And I went to Arizona Technology Incubator. We were in Arizona at the time. And uh, uh, we polished up our business plan. They introduced us to some venture capital firms. And within a couple months, we raised a million dollars, and we went into production. And the, the, the thing is, it took us a year to a year and a half to amortize that cost from each, each course because they played like 50,000 rounds a year. That would be a year to amortize the cost. And so we were constantly in the red, and we were constantly selling shares of stocks to our investors and getting more and more diluted. I don't care about getting diluted if the value of the company is going up. So I would rather have ended up having 5% of of a larger pie than having 50% of a very small pie. You know? mm-hmm. So, What a great uh, story of entrepreneurship, kind of from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that can resonate with that that are either going through that process or thinking about going through that process. And so, um, obviously, that was um, your second entrepreneur venture. You had another right. venture you did. And as Leslie was indicating earlier, that sort of has all led to uh, where you are today with Growth Strategy International. So give us the, the premise of kind of how you went from those models to this model of Growth Strategy and why it's so important. Well, so um – I'll, I'll finish the story about ProLink in that uh, the, the, every business needs to have an exit strategy, right? And and uh, uh, so f- the 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 first business was uh, avionics engineering services. We were doing custom aircraft electronics uh, on business jets. It was more like a job business where 
You can have a couple people that run the business. It's not scalable. It's not building any value. This type of business where we actually had a product uh, and a service that we were offering uh, was more of a scalable business. It was an entity that had equity value. It wasn't dependent on any one individual in the in the business. We're able to create the, the equity value to scale it. Uh, we were working on the business rather than in the business. It required significant capital investment. It was high risk, significant time and stress, and difficult to execute. That's the type of business that really excites me, that I really like, and that's the type of clients I like to see at the SBDC, and, and I've helped many of them that are in scalable businesses. Um, so with what happened with growth strategies is our exit strategy was going to be initial public offering, and, uh, you know, we... We, we needed uh, three years of positive cash 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 flow, and, and uh, we were approaching that that point. Uh, we had a patent on the system. Was and, that – you said growth strategies. It was oh, ProLink. Oh, I'm sorry. ProLink, yeah. Mm-hmm. ProLink, yep. yeah. Good. Okay. So on with ProLink, we needed uh, – um, so, so we were going for initial public offering. We had a patent on the system, and uh, we, we kept any competitors from – competing in our market space for at least five five years until someone found a way around our patent. Because all we could patent was the software that made it work for the GPS to work on the golf course. It's called a common filter algorithm. And um, So that was your IP, intellectual property. We had the intellectual property. We mm-hmm. had the intellectual property. We had the barriers to entry, but someone found a way around it, and they started undercutting our market with a – with a uh, with a different pro- pro- product, and so we what we did we sold the business to the competitor. Mm-hmm. So that was our exit st- strategy change from an IPO to an M and A. And from that point, I went on to work uh, in the corporate world world again, developing new products for for corporations. And when I retired from BAE uh, Systems, I decided I wanted to go back to a job business and grow strategies as a job business. It's not scalable. It's just just consulting work, uh, but I'm consulting with customers that I worked with before. I had no problem getting contracts with the Air Force, Navy, Boeing, and that's what I enjoy doing. So. Mm-hmm. Now, especially in in the early days, I know that you uh, you read a lot, and uh, you brought a book here. I want to I want to go into that and how how this book that you have, um, you know, maybe could resonate with some people that are listening. So tell us a little bit about uh, some inspiration that you've garnered from it. So the, the book I brought is called The Entrepreneur e- Equation by by Carol Roth, and it talks about evaluating the realities, risks, and rewards of having your own business. And uh, I encourage anyone who's thinking about starting a business to to actually read it, to under understand uh, – that they're going to be putting, they're going to be investing in the company. There's going to be some investment at of, at, at at risk, and you're going to have to make a determination. Are, are you going to stay in your in your job with a salary, maybe a five percent growth of your salary? Plus, let's say you're going to you have sixty thousand dollars that you have compound interest at five percent interest. Um, after ten after ten years, your job. With no investment at at, at risk, uh, might be might be the same as if you take that sixty thousand dollars and you invest that at at risk. Um, the the book shows that you'd have to have an eighteen percent year after year growth of that sixty thousand dollars to equal the same amount of money you would make in ten in ten years uh, from having a job and investing that sixty thousand dollars. So 
the point here is don't think that starting your own business is a way to get rich quick, okay? It's, it's, you have to have – the reason behind starting a business is you have a, a real desire for what you want to do. You have a vision, and and you have to uh, – don't let anything get in the way of that vision. You have to be totally committed to it, and you're going to live and breathe it. And uh, you're going to have to – your family is going to have to understand the sacrifices being made. Now, Jim, I know that you've led some teams, I believe, at the College of Charleston and some national competitions. Right. Could you share uh, your mentorship skills with us sure. and, um, and what you've done there? Sure. So um, I'm a mentor at the uh, College of Charleston ICAT program, which is the interdisciplinary college for the acceleration of technology. We actually just had Stuart on a couple of weeks back. Oh, okay, great, great. We had the whole ICAT rundown on the program, mm-hmm. which is okay. cool. Okay, so you know all about the I, the ICAT program, and and so they every semester they'll they'll assign a mentor to a, to a team, and uh, the the teams compete at ICAT Demo Day for a, for a prize by giving a, a a pitch like they would to investors. And my team, I've been doing it for three semesters. My team has won every every time. So, Oh, that's a pretty good record there, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, first place every time, huh? Well, uh, not first place, but if either first, second, or third. So, yeah. yeah. Now, you also um, have an opportunity with the uh, SBDC, okay? Yep. And I'd like for you to share a minute here again about the SBDC. Um, but people that help you help at the SBDC, you can el- also help them actually win millions to uh, sure. fund mm-hmm. fund their um, business or help them launch their businesses? Yeah. So uh, when, when you come to the S- SBDC and and you talk, talk to us about starting a business, first thing we'll do is, is have you sign a confidentiality agreement. So I, I can't really talk about a client's other than those who have been successful in their business and have signed a press re- re- release so that we can publicize uh, what we've done to help those clients. And so there's two that I can talk about. Uh, one is uh, Barry Hand from Extremity 3, 3D. Uh, he came to us. Uh, he's a, an engineer who had who worked in the healthcare industry and uh, was very good at uh, uh, computer-aided design and 3D printing and had an idea about printing prosthetic sockets. Um, and uh, so we helped them find a, uh, a small business innovation research contract, and uh, that contract helped him launch his, his business. And, and he's doing very, 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 very well, very well now. In fact, he should be getting his second contract um, today, today, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was an, another client, uh, I, w- I work a lot with uh, researchers out of MUSC in getting a National Institute of Health and uh, Center for Disease Control grants, and we helped we helped a client who uh, developed a, a medical simulator uh, get a hundred fifty thousand dollar grant uh, from the CDC and help them go on to win an eleven million dollar contract from Defense Health Agency to actually provide these uh, simulator devices to the the VA hospitals. All right. So, Jim, we've talked about your background, significant background in business today. And um, as as Eric wanted us to move towards um, entrepreneurship again, I'd like to uh, find out more about uh, Growth Strategies International 
and uh, you and your wife, your life partner, are partners in this business. Tell us how you decided that that business needed to start and how it's evolved over the years that you've had that and what your objectives are long-term for that. Well, um, I started I started Growth Strategies International because I wanted a, a glide path into retirement. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've, I've worked at, you know, I've, I've had uh, uh, founded large business, uh, founded businesses that were very su- successful. I've, I've worked uh, in uh, corporate lead leadership for some large businesses at Boeing, GE, and BAE s- systems. And I didn't really want to go back to the corporate world to all the, all the stress. Um, I didn't really want to go back to teaching college because I did that for 15 years, taught the M- MBA program. Um, but I, the thing about consulting is if you're in a situation where cash flow is not all that important and you just want to do something that you enjoy doing, you can take on as little or as much work as you as you want because it's either feast or famine with consulting work. And um, so – I decided to start the consulting business, and within six months, uh, just making contacts within my network, I had a contract with the Air Force Research Laboratory, um, the Small Business Innovation Research Program, helping entrepreneurs um, take their products to 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 market, commercialize their products. Okay, and uh, so that led to connections with the Navy. The Navy gave 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 me gave me a contract, and then Boeing was setting up their plan here. And uh, they found me and said, oh, you've worked for Boeing for 12 years. We need help getting our factory up and running. And so I was training people there at the at the plant. Uh, so I've just been very fortunate enough to work my networks and always f- find some, something to do. Last November, I got a contract with Montana State University. I'm doing an economic impact study for the Department of Defense on the results of small business innovation research contracts. Um, and you also written some books. I've written, I've published four four books now. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so Jim, if you look at your history and the story you shared this week and last week, you've been on every side of entrepreneurship. You've started it, you've ran it, you've sold it, you've taught it. Um, mm-hmm. For our listeners today, um, and this is kind of a a big feat, but think about maybe one of the the, the best um, words of wisdom you can give for our entrepreneurs that are listening today that are either in the middle of the battle of entrepreneurship or maybe the very front and they're thinking about leaving a corporation or thinking about jumping off the cliff. Uh, what's some insights you would give to our listener today? Okay. Well, thanks, Eric. Um, first off, you have to have a passion for what it is that you want, that you want to do. And, uh, I would, I would say if, you know, if you have a passion, you, you see that there's a problem that needs to be solved and you think you have a solution for that, for that problem, Start off a little bit slow in that you want to test your hypothesis that this is that you that the solution is something that really solves a problem that there's a market out there and pe- people are willing to pay for that for that solution and you can do that by bootstrapping the company stay in your current current job until you you test the marketplace with a with a prototype you get some data to tell you that yes I think this will be a successful venture okay. I would, and then when you're ready to jump jump ship, I would have a year's of, of, of equivalent salary in the bank because you're going to pay yourself last. You're going to you're going to pay your 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 rent, your utility, your employees, uh, your vendors. 
and you're going to be paid last. So you have to be prepared. Uh, uh, the, the thing that hurts companies the worst is negative cash cash flow. I mean, um, there's only three out of ten businesses that survive after five five years, and it's mostly negative cash flow. So. All right. Um, one question I've got that's sort of a kind of off the beaten path. I like to add. We're kind of wrapping things up here in the next few minutes, but just to get a little more personal, because this is people you know and stories you don't be on the business. Uh, is there something? Is there a talent or a hobby or something quirky about you that maybe people don't know? Give us something personal that we can uh, really say. You know what? I didn't know that about Dr. Jim Watson, but. Um, You've got to have a hidden talent or a hobby or a passion that uh, you don't share in your daily life. Underwater basket weaving. Well, no, not really. I mean, uh, I have I have a boat. I like take take taking the boat out. That was one thing that uh, uh, one reason why we came to Charleston is mm-hmm. to be close to the water and, and play golf all all year all year year, year long. Uh, I guess my wife and I are, are avid golf golfers. Um, we moved to Charleston because the Department of Defense has had their annual uh, DOD um, uh, Research and Development Engineering Conference here in Charleston every April. And I would come down with my golf clubs when we still snow on the ground in New York. And my wife was jealous, so it's like that's how we ended up here. So, all right. Yeah. Golfing and boating. That's it. And not going back. Hey, right. this is all the time we have for today. J- Dr. Jim Wasson, uh, certainly an experienced entrepreneur and uh, corporate uh, background, and we thank you for being a guest on our show. We'd like to throw out that phone number for the SBDC one more time, 843-740-6160. You can ask for Dr. Jim Wasson, and he'll help you connect with who you need to and what you need to know for your next entrepreneurial venture. And also on our Facebook page, if you have a question, um, we will certainly direct it to the right place. You can always talk to us beyond the business, Facebook and hashtag BTBCHS. That's all the time we have for today. Join us next Saturday morning here on WSCFM for another half hour of Beyond the Business. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 830 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC.